beautiful music is alive. Uh, all right, that's it. Okay, we're just gonna yeah, we're just gonna. Hello. <laughs> it's taking me like ten times just to get this far and record this stupid fucking intro. Uh, my name is TC Crosser. Um, you are listening to Making Sparkles, the making of the musical Sparkle Pony Bear podcast. Uh, I'm your host, TC Crosser. I'm sitting in my luxurious studio apartment in New York City on a very hot 94 degree weather day. Um, so now that you know enough about me, <laughs> so if you're new to this and you're like, what the Sam hell is going on? We have three other episodes of this so far, so go back. Um, as always, you're already listening, so you already know how to get here. Um, learning's half the battle, G.I. Joe, something like that. So we've got some tasty treats for you. Um, I'm incorporating tech tips. It's going to be an extended version. Um, I had the fabulous Broadway actor. He's currently the understudy of Marius in Les Mis on Broadway. Devin Ela uh, graciously took some time out of his very busy schedule and recorded a demo take of the opening of Sparkle Pony Bear. As you get to know me, uh, my recording process is much more studio-oriented, so I'm going to try to break this all out and explain like how he had to record it, how many different iterations. Um, I'm also going to go into the very nitty-gritty of character development within a demo song um, and all that. And afterward, I'm lazy. I'm not going to go back to re record the intro again. If we have time, I'll explain other things. We'll keep going. Um, but we'll kind of see where that leaves us. Uh, so the intro that I was <laughs> pretending to be schizophrenic, I don't know why, <laughs> um, is actually a song called Charlie and the Infinite that I composed. It's on my instrumental album, 1981. Um, the album's available on Spotify and all the other stuff. Um, and yeah, it's about a decade's worth of instrumental B-sides that I did. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to hear more, go on Spotify, 1981. Yes, I am making fun of Taylor Swift. Um, and again, TC Crosser. Uh, just like all social media, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, things I haven't thought of yet. Uh, T-C-C-R-O-S-S-E-R. -S -S -E I have no announcements. Um, other than I've noticed on the SoundCloud tracking, we have 10 whole listeners. Woo! <laughs> I imagine five of those are myself. Aww. But anyway, so again, please start giving me feedback once I feel like there is a more active vocal audience for this. Um, that's when I'm going to bring in guest artists and friends to discuss. Um, I've already had quite a few of them go, oh, when can I be in your podcast? And then I go, have you heard the podcast yet? Well, I just thought it'd be like you at a bar drinking. And I was like, you know, you got to listen to it first. But So that will come 
with your support, with your sending me questions and telling me I'm crazy, telling me how bad my music is. I actually love trolls. <laughs> Except for the Bernie or Busters. Shut the fuck up, sit down. I was a, I always will be a Bernie supporter. Hillary is our nominee. Get in line and shut the fuck up. And on that delightful note. <laughs> okay, so the demo song uh, was called Thanks for Everything. We went into it in quite a bit of detail in episode one and two. A little bit of a gloss over in three. I don't um, So I will give you the full version at the end of this podcast. Um, but before we get there, um, just a little bit of an explanation. Um, I did not record speaking with Devin, um, and that was more out of respect. He would have had no problem with it, um, but because I'm going to continue working with him, the, the first time you're working with the singer is a very kind of special, um, don't fuck it up moment um, for both you and the singer. Remember, this is, you know, he's a Broadway actor. He has a very busy schedule. He's very high in demand, which is amazing, and it's great. Um, but at the same time, it's like, hey, like, don't don't waste his time. Don't let him waste your time. So there, there's a lot of ins and outs. And maybe in the future, as I become more comfortable um, with newer talent or new talent coming into this, uh, I will kind of like record what those sessions are like. But for this one, this was just kind of special. Um, he's singing the opening song for the main character, one of the main characters in the show. Um, so take it with a grain of salt as far as <laughs> everyone just believe me when I tell you things like, yes, it did record us interacting, but I did record many takes of him singing. Um, it started with me at the piano, just the piano. We just ran through it a couple of times. I gave him some feedback, gave him some notes. We tried different styles. Ultimately, it was really just us trying to feel out what type of working relationship we're going to have. And it was fun. He, he's a very charming, charismatic human being. It's a hoot. He's definitely a fun, cool cat. And I think that translates when you hear the recordings. Um, so then when we went to the recording process, uh, we were at Opera America Center, my preferred rehearsal venue. Um, all of the rooms are excellent. They're state-of-the-art, brand-new pianos. Um, this is my shout-out to them. Give me free hours. <laughs> um, so, so all of that was splendid and great. Um, so after the piano session, which is about an hour, so like an hour, hour and a half, just recording on my laptop and basically just running through. We did full takes of the song. We did tons of takes in different styles. We did tons of takes where I just needed to patch things together. Um, so today's episode, I'm gonna kind of start breaking all of that out and kind of explaining my process. And I don't know, we'll jump right into it. And we're jumping into it. <laughs> okay, so long story short, um, when I sat down with Devin, the first thing we did was we took one or two just really solid, clean, no fancy anything um, recordings of the song. 
these I'm using as my baseline, right? I, you, when you're experimenting, and maybe this is different for other people, so I'm just going to explain my process. So my process is going to be, I'm going to have a baseline where it's like, this is just you just seeing what's written. Don't give me anything else. Just sing it. Um, we get those. And now I have something to compare everything else to. And then what I do is I start kind of doing like character exercises. And my character exercises are like, all right, I need you to sing, sing like it's a country song, sing like it's a Green Day song. Like I do very broad stroke kind of, I just run through the basics that way. And, and then from that, I have those. And then I'll kind of like listen in and out as we're still recording. And then I'll start to fine tune it. And I'll be like, okay, we're going to loop these four measures. And you're just going to keep singing this over and over and over again um, until I feel like we've got it. Um, the point is to constantly be recording as many takes as possible because a singer will sing something and maybe there's like one measure where they're just off a little bit. So, okay, but I have 32 takes of that measure. I'm sure I could find one of those fucking takes where they didn't, you know, where they do it the way I need them to do it or through going through everything I discover. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that's the good shit right there. Um, and there are many times <laughs> <laughs> with singers that shall remain nameless where it was like they couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag and actually at the end of the day that's you the person recording's fault because it's your job to listen to all the takes as they're coming and starting to feed the talent whether it's a singer or even just a musician or even yourself like you got to feed them you know you got to feed the beast you got to be like hey on this measure you're not really hitting the mark right or i need you to hit the mark early or later just so you have a take of everything you want um this this becomes a game of more is more less is crap so I'm going to start with just the raw feed and I'm going to kind of explain through the magic of editing and layers um, kind of my process. But so what you're about to hear is just a very, it's a short clip of just the raw, like I woke up this morning out of my stoner haze and this is what I heard. So now we've come to this Now I'm the one who's wrong enough So, yeah, and also <laughs> because I'm already running all kinds of compressors and reverb and filters in my digital audio workstation I realized it sounded a lot better than what it sounded <laughs> this morning that's fine though. So, but as you can tell, it's just, it's a raw sound, right? It, it's what you would record and then just immediately put on Instagram or something like that. But I'm a perfectionist and I want the best vocal quality before I even do anything as far as putting together the different takes and stuff like that. I want to give every take its own special moment and its own opportunity. So... The next step is we're going to go ahead and we're going to increase gain. But I'm not going to show that because it's already pretty fucking loud. So, 
<laughs> so the next thing I do is I throw in an EQ. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you what the EQ boost sounds like. So now we've come to this. Now I'm the one who's strong enough. So again, what it's basically doing is I'm kind of cutting out some of the lows. So when you heard those... <laughs> Yeah, that garbly gook. Um, <clears throat> the EQ kind of adjusts that. And also what I'm doing is I'm boosting the mid-range. So it's just, it's creating a fuller sound. And <laughs> if you're not an audio engineer, <laughs> you didn't hear any fucking difference. <laughs> I did, and it made me happy to post it. So shut up. <laughs> um, the one that you're going to hear the most is, and then I throw some reverb. And I actually do two layers of reverb on vocals. I have one layer that thickens the vocals, kind of basically, it's like a weird, like you're adding a little bit of a tiered delay. And then there's a final reverb that kind of adds this uh, kind of warmth to it. And it kind of goes to something like this. So now we've come to this. Now I'm the one who's strong enough. And yeah, so that one was <laughs> a much better example. You That made sense. Um, so now that every track is treated, it's just, yeah, it's, it's got a little bit of a post-process polish then the next thing becomes cleanup and that's purely something that's an audio it's a visual thing that you see me doing that you're it's difficult to describe basically what i'm going in is i'm breaking out the chunks so i had everything done to a soundtrack oh shit so here you go so then you have an idea here is what that snippet is in a full form version everything's kind of polished out so now we've come to this now i am the one who's strong enough so yeah that that <laughs> you go and the reason i have a backing track and i'm not just playing it on the piano is I have my tempo markers. I have my time signature, my tempo markers. Everything's locked in. So when he's recording, I know which measures go to which. So the first thing I'm doing is, and I think this song, yeah, like not as many because we didn't have as much time. And it was also our first kind of like blind date. So I think, I think we had a total of like 24 different snippet takes parsed out throughout the song. Because um, here, here's a really good piece of advice. If your choruses are the same, even if he sang chorus two, you can use that in chorus one if chorus one was a little bit more amped and you need that amped in chorus two or vice versa. So, so really what you do or what I do is I create kind of like my own like Lego bricks. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just sorting all these takes and tracks out. If you're using Logic Pro X, it's fucking great because they have this thing called multi-take editor so all you do is you just keep recording on a loop 
and it will automatically just feed the beast. So you have this whole menu that drops out with every single take for that section, and then you just start picking and choosing. Um, <clears throat> and that's kind of the process I'm gonna explain a little bit because that to me is the fun part. And that's where you can sort of start to develop character. Um, this is also where I'm really hoping Devin doesn't listen to this. <laughs> this is also why I didn't really want to have him like interviewed or talk about this process. Because that's what this musical podcast is about. It's more about the nitty gritty and... And yeah, I think a singer hearing themselves sing in all these different kind of forced augmented styles over and over and over again, I, I, I mean, oh my God, I'd go crazy. I have a hard enough time hearing myself on this podcast. Um, so to start, I'm going to start with one section and I'm just going to show you how I kind of broke it out and how I figured it out. We both knew that this was over. And that was the very first take. Now I'm going to just do back to back. I'm going to do like five more takes. And I'm going to let you decide what you think is the best one. We both knew that this was over. 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 Yeah, so you kind of get the feel. It's a very tedious process. Um, so there's the first half of just what's going to be like a couple of measures. So now here's all the variations of the second half of just that. Section. I'm just leaving first. 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 And now you have a really good look into what my typical day is. <laughs> I think this is why a lot of composers just stick to being composers. I actually love this part, but yeah. So <clears throat> if you chose the third take of the first part and the first take of the second part, you get a free bag of weed <laughs> because that's what I went with. And so I'm not going to bore you go straight to it so this is what the completed that section sounds after i kind of do a little finessing a little cleaning up so now we've come to this now i am the one who's wrong enough see there you go <laughs> all of that work for five measures and hundred more measures to go shit foo but yeah that's the life of being a producer and that's typically what you want to do um 
so that's part of that's part of the first part. So I didn't actually do a lot of stylization exercises or anything like that in the opening because I already had a pretty concrete idea. And also, communication with your singer is really important. Um, I was constantly talking to Devin the entire process and going, well, what do you want? Or what do you feel? Or what are you comfortable with? Um, because again, if you were an amazing singer, you wouldn't be the idiot on the microphone trying to sing your own song. You know what I mean? So, so I feel like it's important that they're a part of this experience with you. And I also feel that when they communicate, it also helps give you ideas and it gives you insight into things you weren't really thinking before. Um, so I'm going to crash course through another section where we did some super stylized things. This is the part I hope Dev just turns off because <laughs> he's going to kill me. And I think you're going to hear why really quick. Um, so I'm just going to kind of start in each iteration I'm going to explain. So here is the first iteration. Goodbye, thanks for everything. I'm free at last, don't care what tomorrow brings. So that's basic, right? Not bad. It's, it's good. So I'm going to fast forward all the way to the push. So usually what I do is I will push them to the point where it's an unusable take. We're not going to use this take. However, it's important to have it because at least I know, for, especially for like a singer like Devin, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to write another song and I want you to be in the show, I know where the lines are. I know where what directions can be taken versus which directions are just gonna, well, like this. Goodbye, thanks for everything. I'm free at last, don't care what tomorrow brings. And it's not that it's bad because it's Devin. He's, there's a reason he's on Broadway. <laughs> But again, I was pushing. I was like, give me more Green Day, Blink-182. And, it, you know, it's kind of one of those moments where it's like, I just need to hear. I just need to hear how extreme it goes. Um, but then from that, then through the magic of editing, you're able to kind of piece together. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of the things I kind of learned through that experience was, you know, the actual character, Sparkles, his name is Kevin. Like, the character Kevin, you know, how how do I want him portrayed, you know? Did I want to go, you know, I talked about in an earlier podcast that you could go to and listen to, which you, please? <laughs> but no, I, I was explaining that Kevin the character, the person that this character is based on, he originally was doing like R&B cover songs. Well, I'm not inclined to write that. At the same time, first of all, let's be honest, Blink-182 and Green Day are not punk. And any asshole that tells you they are needs to be drug out in the street and shot because <laughs> it's just, they're pop punk. You know, it, but, but those styles, like, you know, you still want to hear it. 
and at least it's like, okay, I've heard it. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. Um, I may push it a little bit towards there a little bit. Um, you also notice we didn't really do a dashboard take on this. And it was because, well, I kind of liked where the song was sitting in this kind of more sultry, a little bit darker tone. Um, I feel like Devin as a singer is already bringing a lot to the table. So, so there isn't a lot that you need to embellish. I think, you know, it was funny, like he and I, when we were wrapping up, we were talking and I was like, you know, you just need to be you. You need to be yourself. Like when you're singing and you're just completely like in the moment, that's when you're at your best. And so I think that was the takeaway. Um, I think we're kind of done <laughs> sharing examples. Well, it's because I'm not done yet. So I think I'm about like halfway through this song. Um, yeah. And it, and again, it's just, it's a constant back and forth that you're going to have. You just are constantly in a zone where you're like, all right, this is going great. Um, I will just tell you the biggest caveat to working on music the way I just showed you, the way I'm doing it. Um, the big, God, I keep repeating my, it's just so fucking hot in New York. It's 94 degrees. I've got the AC blaring, but it's still, it's just gross. Um, no, I, the, the issue I always have is you have to kind of start with your baseline and then you start pulling out the different takes, but you'll hear a take that's great for a chorus, but then you have no other take that matches it when you get in the verses or the bridge. So you've got two alternatives. You go back and you just re-record it, which yeah, eventually you're going to want a more pristine recording. Um, or, you just kind of note it and go, okay, well, it's a musical. He has plenty of fucking opportunities to sing that way, just not in this song right now, perhaps. Um, and those are decisions you kind of make, but that's the biggest caveat versus where if you're just recording the full song just as a demo and you think that your writing is is just reflective of what it is, you, you don't really have those concerns or those thoughts. I think that sometimes there's a lot of things in my process that I realize way, way late in the game. And then I have to backtrack because I'm insanely OCD and I, I'm manic depressive. So <laughs> I'm like, yes, of course. The entire script goes, rewriting this bitch. <laughs> uh, so, so that's where the, the, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that as far as that part. Um, the next section that will come up, um, so let me kind of stop for all 10 of you that are listening to this. Uh, so the, at the end of this, because I'm going to be wrapping this up in a little bit, because I'm lazy and I'm tired. Um, so at the end, you're going to hear what I have so far, this song. You're going to hear the, the kind of like splice together, just using the takes we've taken, a little bit of Logic Pro X magic, and the original accompaniment. Um, I'm not going to worry about orchestrations just yet. Um, 
I was thinking about it. I was going to do it. And then I was like, you know, I think I need two or three more songs for Kevin's character before I start really investing in instrumentation. And instrumentation is really what, I mean, put me on, put food on the table. Like, I'm in orchestration and, you know, I, I'm an arranger. God, I haven't even smoked my joint yet for the day. That's how bad this is. Um, but yeah, so so hopefully I'll I'll have a come to Jesus moment and I'll know more about orchestrations. Um, and I also think next week that episode we're probably going to dive a little bit more about and the infinite, just because there's a lot of things kind of going on with that. Um, Sparkle Pony Bear for this podcast is the priority, and we'll keep going through it. But just know that next week, we're going to talk about some of the other various projects, like Judy Does Black Sabbath and The Infinite, um, some other weird little things that I'm working on. Uh, Just as a breathing room, I think four really solid episodes of me blathering away about this show. Well, mine is episode three or was it two? Oh no, episode two was like uh, so technical, so <laughs> boring. <laughs> but again, so yeah, so just know that, and yeah, I'm gonna leave you with what we have so far for the song. Thanks for everything from Sparkle. <laughs> Stood your ground, beat it.
defeated No one could stop us You barely came out of